What's going on? It's uh, it's Pod Row. We're back. Uh, I'm Jay Cox. I'm your host. I'd like to go ahead and take this opportunity to introduce the man, the magic, the myth. My co-host, Mr. Almost Owe Me Money, Gilly. It's a pleasure for me to let you meet me. What's <laughs> going on, brother? Shit. Um, we got UGK playing today because it's a... Uh, it's kind of a dark day. It's uh as we record this, we're we're reading reports that uh, NBA legend Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash today. Yeah, I know you came into the studios with that shitty ass news. That's real <laughs> shitty news. Man. Yeah, I wish I didn't have to report it. I wish it wasn't something I had to think about. I wish it wasn't reality. But I mean, as this song will tell you, uh, one day you're here and the next day you're gone. Like, I don't want to open up our podcast to something that's sad, but I feel like this is the gravity of the moment. I feel like we're in it and we got to go ahead and just act, you know, we got to. Well, it's not going to be a sad thing. We're going to celebrate the life of Kobe Bryant because, I mean, he had a lot of great moments in his life, great accomplishments, just like everybody else. He had some bad, bumpy roads, too. But hey, who doesn't? That's what makes a man. You got to walk through the fire to call yourself a man nowadays, man. Yeah, it's definitely. He's definitely a man. He's a legend, like flat out. He's a legend regardless. Um, He's a prime example of a person showing you when you're in trouble or you done did something bad, hard work will pull your ass up out of that. Well, also, he's he's a lesson of like he faced it, like stand like take it heads up like don't try to duck it like he, the, oh. the press conference when he's sitting there with his wife and he, he ducked said, it until yeah but when he was sitting there with his wife and he had to sit there and that, that's like the equivalent of like your girl like making you call that bitch like tell her you she don't mean shit to you like tell her tell her you you hate that bitch and she, you never liked her and her pussy wasn't no good like that's the car ride that you never want to have <laughs> you're riding to, you're riding to your press conference to tell the world with your wife and you better say it like this you know she has a lot of opinions like you got feelings or something you I feel some kind of way I, about that I felt bad you, for you that, don't want to do it oh you're gonna do it man he bought her a, a automatic Ferrari you know it wasn't a standard, like it wasn't a stick shift. It was an automatic, which means he bought a Ferrari and then he had it converted. And then on top of that, he bought her one of the most expensive uh, rings with a canary rock in it, man. I feel like I feel like that's he did like he tried to I don't feel like he tried to buy his way out of it. I just felt like he just needed to, like, throw some things out there to just, like, get him some time. So she wouldn't like leave. Like, hold on, I'm just going to do all this stuff so we can work this out. Like, here's a Ferrari. Give me like 10 minutes. Just listen. Hear me out for 10 minutes. Like, just don't leave me. But No, listen. he tried to buy his way. <laughs> hey, <laughs> but it, luckily for him, he was in a financial situation where he could buy himself out of it. Yeah, but you know. Like, I mean, it only does so much. I mean, after she gets through looking at the ring. Yeah, but you got you to gotta know, like, she wanted her marriage because just because you have money and just because you buy a woman stuff, that doesn't mean that she's going to say, okay, this is what she wanted her relationship. She wanted her marriage, and that's part of it. And, like, looking on the outside, you really can't judge somebody else's relationship on what your standards are. You don't know what their love like, what their love is like. Yeah. So you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, this, this is mean, a lot of, you know, behind the scenes stuff. Everybody has a relationship. Everybody's buying their way out of something. Sometimes it's a happy meal. Sometimes it just costs, it costs you a trip to Chipotle. She's cheap. She's petty. Well, I mean, Kobe. But don't let her get a drink because then she'll bring it back up. Kobe is a prime example that players fuck up. Yeah, we just went <laughs> off of Kobe's <laughs> yeah, Kobe's All right, before we get any further than this, I want to go ahead and uh, shout out. We got a, a special guest in, Who we have in, in the studio, studio right today. Now. We got Nick Glasser in the studio today. Hey, Nick is, uh, Glasser. What a yeah. wonderful introduction. Go ahead, hey. go ahead, yeah, go ahead and say <laughs> hi. Uh, get a little closer to the mic. This is me. I'm Nick Glasser, and I'm closer to the mic right now. Hey, how is it going? Thank yeah. you for having me on. Yeah. All right. Uh, for those of you who don't know Nick, he's one of our favorite people in the world. Um, that's basically all we're going to have on here. I deserve this. Um, <laughs> he does. If he's a comedian, does. he's the host of the Shrunken Head Open Mic. The Shrunken the Head. The Shrunken Head, yeah. Uh, he also runs a show there called That's Debatable. He's mm-hmm. another member of Actual Wolves. We had um, one of those on here yeah, last Jameson week. Rogers. Yeah, Jameson Mr. Rogers. Jameson Rogers. Uh, yeah, Uncle Beans. Uncle uh, Beans. He is also co host of New Metal Who This Podcast, which is a very, it's a new podcast. Um, yeah, we got our first episode, just came out. That's yeah. the one you do with Dustin Meadows? Yep. Okay. All right. Yo, shout, shout out to out. Dustin. Yeah. 
Yeah, Dustin's good people. He's put this stuff together, and I'm, uh, I'm really happy to be on it. It's a fun time. He does a lot, man. I feel like yeah. we, we got to have him on here. He does. He's it's all a hustler for sure. He's definitely, yeah, he's got his hands in a whole lot of stuff. So shout out to him. Um, I definitely, I started listening to the podcast, the new metal podcast. Like, that is something I don't know nothing about. But I feel like yeah. listening to hear you talk about, like, how it made you feel and when you started listening to it in high school and all that stuff. Like, that, that thought that was, like, interesting. I mean, like, like I'm a metalhead. That's a, that's just you know, it's always been a, that that it's a there's an aesthetic aspect to it that just appeals to me, and I can't really define it. I'm sure there are definitions. I'm sure there's for reasons for this that people could see from the outside and put together. But for me, it's just like the best way I can think of describing it. Have you ever heard of that sound effect? in a movie when like cables are snapping on a bridge, which is a boom, boom, and it's just like, yeah. a, it, it just, it, it hits you. And it's just, there's nothing else like it. And I, and I, and I like this, I don't want to be on a bridge while it's breaking down, but there's just something about this sound that like really gets to me. And a uh, new metal hits me in that same way. It's just, it's the music that, uh, that, that, that uh, uh, was around. It was the metal that was popular when I was uh, in high school and uh, metal is what I was uh, craving. The shit was good though. All right. Um. <laughs> well, metal back a long time ago. Metal used to rock. I grew up with a guy that stayed down the street. His name was Howard, and his older brother was actually in a rock band. And they used to clear out the living room every Tuesdays and Thursdays, and just practice. And I mean, just go mm -hmm. at it. And yeah, rock, rock, heavy metal has a lot of energy. I fuck with any kind of metal though, for sure. Especially when you getting fucked up at nine o'clock in the morning for practice, <laughs> you know you about to go in. They're so getting is there, for shows. Is there a lot of metal here in Columbus, Ohio? Like, is, are there good artists we should listen out for? Not as not as much as there used to be, and I, I'm I'm just not in touch with the local music scene the way that I used to be. Uh, but when it comes to like the actual like, like tours coming through, there's still uh, bands that'll come through and put on a good metal show. But it's it's just there, there's a. Uh, Alvaro Sevilla has a lot of them there. Like I went to see Power Man Five Thousand okay. uh, a couple of months ago, and that was a fun show. But I mean, it's it's been fucking five years since they put out any sort of new music. Like there was a band called Edema that was on the bill. It has been fourteen years since they've released any music whatsoever. They didn't even have half of the band there, but they were just a couple of guys who wanted to go out, do what they used to do, and they found whoever could uh, sing the song so they could go out and do it. Oh, well, that's cool. Uh, so at the beginning, you said so like death metal, like metal and like that, like hardcore. Rock. Yeah. yeah um, so did you know the song that we played at the beginning? Did you know, did you recognize the artist that we play UGK? Do you know who they are? No, I don't. All right. That's the way I feel about everybody you just said. Hell so yeah. I, I feel like that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. It's cool to get exposed to different things. Absolutely. I, I, feel, I feel like, um, so y'all had that mosh pit shit. Is that is that mosh pits are, are are one of my favorite things, man. So so what's the point of them? Like like walk me through <laughs> the mind state of like moshing. Like help me understand that. I it, I don't know that I can put it to words. I mean, it, it is sort of just a uh, a, a mindset that you get into. Uh, it's, it's probably closely related to the whole, you know, like the, uh, the the riot mentality when people, you know, get into you know, a big group of people and like all of a sudden. You yeah, the, like, yeah, the rules don't matter anymore. Once you're in a pit and the music's playing, there's security there. I, I am security at a lot of the concerts, but I like to be in the mosh pit. And it's just like, you know, it, it, it is a little bit uh, free in a way that you don't get at many other parts in life. And yeah, you, you do just kind of have to trust the people to, that, that, are, that are around you that they're not going to be like throwing elbows and really trying to send people to the hospital. And there are some bad mosh pits that I don't get into because some people just go fucking hot wild it's 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 not okay but uh that's that's less of a thing now than it ever was when i was coming up so uh when i can get a mosh pit anymore i, I i'll try to go into it just a little bit i don't like to go too, too hard but you know you want to just want to get shoved around you want to shove other people around and just you know be a uh a, a, like a like a primal physical expression of how much I like this music. It's weird. So here's the thing. So I listen to all kinds of music and I listen to like, so I was at a rock concert at the Newport and there was, uh, it was, it was a real rock show and it was opening up and I forget, I can't think of who the band was. Uh, it might've been like Jimmy, Jimmy world or something like that. Okay. Um, and a, a mosh pit opened up next to me. So this is what you don't know. A mosh pit is like in a, in a concert it's like, it's like a black hole of like running into other people. Mm -hmm. And um, like, I didn't know 
there's no warning when a mosh pit opens up. Like there's nobody who like blows a whistle. There's no there's notification for that. There's there no. There are signs that you can see, but you have to know what to look for. It's like it's like being like a hurricaneologist. I don't know what to what to look for if a, hur- a hurricane tornado is coming, but I know how to see a mosh pit, you know, coming right. up because I've been I've been around them right. enough times. I yeah. got introduced yeah, I to a not. mosh pit at a concert. I think it was a tribe called Quest in Dallas. But I, I wasn't in the mosh pit, but, you know, they were going. I think it was just a, yeah. young, a young person thing. They were really going at it. They had people in the air, and I was just walking by through the crowd, and this guy kicked me in the head. But at the exact time he kicked me, like, the audience, like, the crowd that was holding him up just dropped him. So he's right there. I beat oh. the shit out of that dude. He kicked a <laughs> Man, he kicked me in the side of the head like a good one. I don't think it was intentional, but at the time, I didn't know. So I just felt like I got <laughs> I, kicked and I, I saw I him. I didn't evaluate the situation <laughs> for intent. Not till about 15 minutes after I whooped his ass. Because, man, look at my face. <laughs> yeah. I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. But, yeah, yeah, mosh pits are at... Different events. It doesn't just have to be heavy metal mosh pits. There are mosh pits at rap concerts. There's mosh pits at country concerts, I'm sure. I think the lesson here is like just no, to learn. Like it's not the same. It's not the same as like yeah. heavy metal. Because heavy metal, yeah, they actually run into each other. And then it's a thing. Part of it, I mean, it is intentional. But, yeah, but I mean, you just, you know, once you learn how to recognize situations where, you know, the, the you know people aren't going to be able to get into uh, restore order real quick and shit might go down to be able to, you know, uh, protect yourself or participate or not participate or get out at your discretion is a, a skill worth having. Yeah, but I might just so. Yeah. Yeah, I bet the, the ability to see a mosh pit forming is a good thing because well, if I, I would have had that, I would have never got kicked in my mm-hmm. head. I want to say, like, I, I believe that I, like, mosh There's pits also, break out anywhere. Like, you got to think, Little John, Little John was a whole, was a whole, like, it wasn't moshing. It was more like a, but there was some jumping around and there was some pushing and some shoving and all that kind of like. There is also a responsibility, though, to the to the crowd to not give in to the full riot mentality and not actually try to be hurting people. That dude should have known better than to go crowd surf and wearing big boots like that. Like, I, 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 I don't even love. think they were big boots. I think they were. <laughs> I think I just caught it at the right <laughs> angle. <laughs> it was a perfect <laughs> kick. Ultimate kick. He just caught me flat. Ooh. That's you know how it is when you just walk in. I think I was looking at a girl at the time. I was making eye contact, and then I just got kicked in the side. Nah, that's not a good <laughs> luck, man. It was like a slow motion thing. Like, oh, there she goes. I want to talk to pow. <laughs> that's when you wish you had a spider sense. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get, a, yeah. get a duck that one. My wife got KO'd at a Dropkick Murphy concert the same way. Wow. She was listening to her favorite band, woke up in the medical tent. <laughs> like that was a good ass concert. <laughs> I partied my ass into a coma. Hey, your wife is the coolest. Uh, I remember cool. meeting her at the barbecue. Well, I've seen her a bunch of times. So, yeah, she's the coolest. Um, actually glad she. She's a wonderful person. Yes, she is. Very, um, very fortunate. Uh, so let's talk about bread. You bake. I love bread. I yes. know. So let's talk about that. Like that's so a very interesting random thing. I know you want to talk about it. I, I see a lot of stuff you post on like Instagram and Facebook. You, you, like, you're not just baking bread. Like, you get into, like, different, like, like, did you make pretzels one time? Like I've made pretzels a lot of times. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's. I made pretzels. I made bagels. I made crackers. <laughs> I think a lot of people make pretzels on accident. They just <laughs> <laughs> leave your bread in there a little too long. <laughs> Instant pretzel. So what's got you, what got you into bread? What, tell me what it is about bread and baking that you really fuck with. Uh, I mean, bread's always been a part of my life. Uh, I mean, obviously, just you know, being a human who's alive, you know, you eat some bread sometimes. But also, I mean, I, I grew up in a pretty Italian family, so like, like that Italian style bread. There's like we have like a favorite bakery in my family. You know, there's a lot of bread that I've that I've uh, been around and appreciated and eaten in a lot of styles with a lot of different meals. But uh, beyond just appreciating in that way, I never started making it until maybe just about a year, year and a half ago, and it was uh, Alex Green who was uh, the guy who turned me on to it. He was doing a sourdough starter, which is, this is how, you know, like commercial yeast exists. You can go buy it in a grocery store. It's easy. You can go buy yeast, make bread. It'll take less than a day. But uh, sourdough is how they made it before this commercial yeast was available. And you actually take flour, you mix it with water, you let it sit out, and you keep feeding it with flour and water every day. And over the course of like two weeks, the the, the yeast in the back, well, the yeast feeds on the bacteria, which is why it doesn't like turn rancid and go bad. And the yeast uh, that is just naturally 
in all flour. It just exists. It's, there's there's yeast on this table right now. It's just the yeast is a thing that's around us. I cleaned this table before this session. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to tell you your, your table's got a yeast infection. No yeast was involved in a major first podcast. <laughs> the point is that it's everywhere, though. But I'm creating this started to like feed it and cultivate it and actually give it what it needs to, to grow and create a community of it that I can then use to put in bread and it make just some... It has its own characteristics. Yeah, it has its own characteristic. It has its own... Uh, 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 tastes and flavors about it that are you know specific uh, a to the region that it's in. There's you know just like the, the the smells and the kind of yeast that are around the Columbus area, and also you know like my house and stuff. So my specific starter, my breads that I make specifically are are not exactly like anybody else's bread, and it has it's, it's a it's just a, a it, it, breads you would I would never pay for, but I'm just making out of my kitchen now. What's your just what's your these. favorite bread? What's your favorite? I make I make just a a, a country uh, like a like a white like an all purpose flour, right. but with a, a bread flour, and it's just a a, a, a boule is what they call it. It's just like a dome shape. It looks like a, just like a like a hill okay. almost. Like I'm made out of bread, and I make that probably two times a week. I'll also make an Italian bread. Uh, I've made, I've been uh, doing a lot of rye recently, and then uh, I made a, I made a challah bread which is a traditional Jewish bread that has a really, really cool way that you braid it. You take the, you take the, the, the dough, you divide it into like six things, you make them really long, and you braid them together, and it has all these characteristics. And you use this uh, Durham wheat flowers and the semolina flowers, and then you can just like pull pieces off of it, and it's got like seeds on the top, and it's just, it's really, there, there's so many different breads, and I just You're get, really excited. I'm about really geeked really, out about really breads, man. Right about I, bread. I wish I could see his face. He is fucking... <laughs> You are hype. You are turnt. Dude. You got turnt for that bread, bro. It's the bread of life. It honestly is. It's the best shit out there is bread, man. Well, the any, best shit out there baking, is yeast. Any baking or cooking. I fuck with baking. You bro. have to. Mm-hmm. If you don't cook it with love, like you have to enjoy what you're doing. Otherwise, the fl- it comes through in your flavor. Three of the best things in the world, beer, alcohol, and cheese, are all made out of yeast. So let me ask you a question. As, as a bread lover, Moonshine. how do you feel about society saying that bread is bad for you and you should probably take it out of your life? How do you feel about those people who say fuck bread? They say fuck bread. My sister's gluten free, man. I mean, I, I get it. My sister, my sister is. Niggas is about to get kicked out the studio. Like, <laughs> phones is going off and we're recording. And pod roll? Like, yeah, pod, yeah. You this gotta is cut definitely. your shit on silent. Yeah. We, got, we got those. So check this out. My sister is gluten-free. She does not eat bread. Uh, my sourdough bread, because of the way that I ferment it, she can actually eat it and doesn't get sick and shit. So th- I, I make the only bread that even gluten-free people are able to eat you know, I don't, and, and I don't, enjoy. I don't understand that gluten shit. Yeah, I I, 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 I'm not going to say that I understand it. I'm not going to say that I've been inside of it. But I do know you that know I can make bread gluten, that's like so you. good. I can make bread that's so good that gluten-free people I'll eat it. And there's a gluten. lot of gluten in my bread. Gluten is what bread is. Yeah, bread is made out of gluten. South side. <laughs> you know gluten? <laughs> gluten. Gluten. She was a freak. Send her my wife, please. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, fucking shit. <laughs> well, I, I stopped Jay with I, bread, yeah, man. I don't, I don't know where to go with the bread, man. Uh, I know where to go. When we were back talking about mosh pits, yeah, I wanted to talk about how music determines the environment in the club. Don't because that's a prime example. Yeah. I'm, I'm, but I'm talking specifically in, in club because I'm light skinned. Nick, you might understand this. There's a certain time limit light skinned brothers have in the club, and it's, <laughs> it's just about eleven thirty, eleven forty five. You pushing it. If you don't have your 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 conversation done by eleven forty five, man, you just gonna have to see her next week. Cause somebody <laughs> gonna jump on your ass probably about four or five times. You gonna get jumped on in the club. Then you gotta get to your car, and sometimes they beat the memory out your ass. And you, like, I don't even remember where I parked. I think mid- midnight's a good time. <laughs> I think, I think mid- midnight's a good time for everybody. But you, to go home. you're a man, I, man. We've talked about how fucking big you are. You don't even count in these conversations because people are like, yeah, I'm, I want to find somebody else. Like, if we were out together, people, and they saw us, people would leave me alone. But if I went to the bathroom by myself, <laughs> they'd be like, what's all that slick shit you was talking with your friend? Fucking light skin life matters, man. It, fucking it matters. does it until matters. you go in the bathroom at the wrong fucking time. Nah, but talking about music and setting the mood, like, you gotta think, like, Little John, like, when I used to come on, like, yes. that, that would start fights. Beat a bitch in the club on a... Di- man, I... 
man, when I was growing up in Dallas, I always wanted to get into clubs. As a young person, you wanted to get into clubs. And they had the little young clubs where you could get into when you were 18. So I couldn't wait to fucking get 18 so I get in the club. Then I got in the clubs at 18, and it was shit. And then I'll go Terrible. to another club, and they'd be like, man, this is a 25 and up club. And they'd be like, man, I can't wait till I get to 25 and go in that club. And then you get 25, and you go in the club. And he's like, this is shit. And then he's like, man, I'm going to go to this other club. And he's like, you got to be 32 <laughs> to get in this club. Hey, but there's a difference. There's a difference. It I, is, like, because I, when you get 32, you still I, in the I'm club. You are fucked. I'm not going to an 18 and up. I'm probably going to avoid a 21 and up. I'm probably going to avoid Your a probability club. rate of happiness club, is narrowing down. Bro, I, was if a, you, I was in the club the other night for a fucking... But uh, you were in the club for from my, work. From, no, but it was my buddy's birthday party. So I was working, but you know, it's one of those things like I'm still around. But I, I'm, I'm sober in the club. And I'm just like, why the fuck do we have these things? Like, this doesn't seem fun. I'm like, people get dressed up to go sit down and be look like they stand. See, that's like why I say you, you, you're you not in these equations because, for one, you're six six big ass dude, and then you got a good woman at home that handles her business so that you can handle your business. So you don't baby. even fight. You're not Shout even in. You have baby. no dog in this yeah, fight. No, yeah. <laughs> So I don't even I don't even see how you could try to empathize with somebody like yeah I understand are you no you fucking are, are you don't. talking about going to the club trying to meet someone like but listen here's the thing like at this age like I'm I'm glad that I got what I got going on like and Nick's Nick's married too and I gotta tell you like yeah. I I don't never want to learn another bitch's new color bro. <laughs> I, I don't want to learn her favorite color. Not, not, I don't ever want to learn. I don't ever want to have those fucking petty ass conversations. Like, so what do you do for fun? I know, bitch. I don't want to have those conversations. I want to go home and talk to her. Like, I talk to my wife. I'm like, I know what's going on. There are conversations that I've had with her that I will never have in this life again. Yeah. I just, I'll never talk about those issues or the way I felt about them. Never again, bro. You know, when you become an adult and you're out in the clubs, like we're in the clubs, uh, those are like red flags. Like, when you have a conversation with a young lady, she comes up, so what's your favorite color? That's usually when Karen's like, come on, let's go. <laughs> like, Thank you, baby. You saved us. All right. No, I'm not, I'm, talk, I'm not talking about like initially. Like, of course, you shouldn't be with someone who's the, that's their first topic of conversation. No, but I'm just saying. Like, you I, have those no, conversations she's a fucking and it turns that and You should probably leave her alone. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not talking about 12th but, grade. No, I'm just saying like that's, like that's a young conversation to just come up with like, hi, I like crayons. Like, please, if you... Don't talk to anybody who says I like crayons. Like grown ass woman, if she walks up to you and says I like crayons, you should probably stop talking to her because that bitch ain't got them all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in a I'm, I'm in saying, a point in my life to where if you are younger than my kids, I don't even consider you a person. I'm not even talking to you <laughs> <laughs> because young people ain't got no goddamn sense anymore. It was hard enough getting my kids. To, to live long enough to where I could be like, all right, you're an adult. Time to handle your fucking business. I'm, well, I mean, uh, yeah, that's true. But I So like, a 12th grader, I don't, are there still 12th graders? They still I'm talking about a young woman. I'm talking about like a younger woman. You know what I'm saying? But, that, but the whole point about what I'm saying is like, I want to, I don't want to have those basic ass conversations that you have at the beginning of any relationship. Like, I, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't, I don't want to get to know another person. I don't want to get to know another person's mother and see how her mother reacts around me. I don't want to meet somebody else's dad and have him try to hawk me down and talk crazy to me. Like, I don't want to, like, my girl's dad, like, he's like, I feel like my girl's dad is like my dad. Like, we get along that well. And exactly. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to start over. Like, the, the thought of starting over and having to go from scratch and build a relationship and try to build a life with someone else. Well, what happens when it, it doesn't work out? What happens when, like, you, I mean, because everybody's good at the beginning, but, you know, some things don't last in time. Some people grow control. and they grow apart. What happens when uh, you 40 and you don't look at this woman the same way? She doesn't look at you the same way. Y'all don't even do all the little nice well, shit because you have built up a rapport that's toxic. So there's the thing. I'm going to tell you about that. And, like, in a relationship, I'm not saying, like, you don't change and you don't grow, but you grow together. You experience the world together. In some instances, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's the best way. So Tia is my best friend. So it's a lot easier for me to like fuck with her because she's my best friend. Like we go and we enjoy things and we we share activities. And sometimes it might be an activity that I like more than she does, or it might be something that's just for her or something like that. But we'll go back and forth with that, and like we're speaking to each other and talking and growing and like that's the thing about finding somebody you're compatible with. Also, and we might have differences in things that we like, but because we're compatible to start with. Like us moving in the same direction, even if we're on not necessarily the same path, but we're on the same direction, 
you can figure a lot of this stuff out. Yeah, if you're on the same uh, train tracks or the same river, yeah, you got to get those understandings. But that's why I'm saying you got to have those conversations up front to like really get to know someone, like to, especially to marry someone. Like that's not something light you take. Like that's a, that's a lifelong commitment. You that's serious. So something that not everybody just ha- has the ability to know, but that you, that, that 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 we know. Is that compatibility does exist? Like, like, right. like I, I, we are in relationships. We're, we're very, very comfortable in that. That really do work in a long term sense. But not everybody does have that. And even even people who try, even people who do everything right, yeah. sometimes it just doesn't work it's out just that not way. Cards. And I think I have a solution for those situations and for the problems that you guys were having. Is that we need to open a club. For people that are 35 and up. (laughs) (laughs) So if you do got to restart when you're in your 30s, you can come to our club. But if you're not 35, you can't come to this club. You're just going to stay on the outside. You got to wonder what it's like in this 35 and up club. And then by the time you get there, it doesn't even matter when they come to realize this club is shit. We don't even have to try hard, man. This club can be a piece of shit. People can come in. And by the time they figure that out, it doesn't matter because we've already started the 45 and up club. <laughs> I've always wanted to just have a conversation with Neil Warren Clark. That's the guy from eHarmony. Because, you know, have you ever watched, if you watch the uh, commercials, there's always, he's talking to white people. But there's one commercial where he's talking to this girl and she was black. And I was like, this is really... Let me find you a good man, Latasha. It just didn't sound right. I was, this creepy, over Redenbacher looking motherfucker is about to find the Quisha a good man. Well, so I think I think the thing about it is that the the simple fact that not everyone has a compatibility, and not everyone is going to have a relationship where they can build and work together and be, like really like move forward over the long haul. Like that's what makes it so special. So when you actually do have that person. You're like fuck yeah, this is what this, this is beautiful. That's that is because it's rare and it's not guaranteed. The, yeah, the, but love doesn't have simple logistics. It's not just well, it's uh, never, you take a test and oh, this person likes the same things because shit, there's other things that come into it. Chemistry is a is a yeah, big vibe is that's what I'm saying vibe because you you can't tell me like you can't like a vibe like people you can that that whole feeling of like you never met a person but as soon as you talk to them or as soon as you like that you get around them like you don't like them. Yes, because they're the opposite. You just click. Or, yeah, you just click. Let me me frame the question this way because I don't think anybody really believes that any sort of service can capture the whole of who's going to be compatible. The the question should be Do you think, though, do you you guys think that technology could ever get there? Is that a possibility? Listen, here's here's something so crazy. I met Tia on Tinder. I met Tia on Tinder. Yeah, we've had this conversation. That's what I'm saying. But, like, for, for us, I met Tia on Tinder. Now, Tia was just looking. She was new to town. She was looking to make friends. I was just looking just to see what's out there. I randomly got the app. My friend told me, like, you we think were, you randomly? Paul Loper. Crazy man. Or was man. it fate? Crazy man. It was fate. Crazy like, man Loper. Crazy man Loper. We were at the bar. And it was me, like, Dan Loper, something like that. And we were sitting out. And, like, they were like, AJ, because I just came home not too long ago. And they were like, you should try, uh, you should try Tinder. I was like, what's Tinder? They was like, nah, you should try Grinder. And then somebody was like, don't try Grinder. <laughs> and I was like, all right. So I tried Tinder and I downloaded it. And um, so it turns out, so we liked each other. Yeah. So we liked each other and we ended up meeting up. Um, here's how small the world is and here's how wonderful technology is. Me and Tia lived a street apart from each other in college. Damn. And how never long, met. How never long was met. that before you met? Like, it, before we met, it would be, like, something like 10, 12 years Damn. before we met. She was on the next street, and we never met. My soulmate, the love of my life, was right there, and I didn't even know. But here's the thing. I wasn't ready for her then. Right. 22, 21-year-old wasn't ready for... Yeah, 21-year-old Jayco. Yeah, he wasn't ready. Was on some other shit. She wouldn't have fucked with me anyway. Yeah. Because I, how do you know? How do you know that y'all might not have clicked because... And then you fucked it up. Well, you, uh, how do you know that it wasn't set up for she's, you to meet her at a time in your life? Yeah, they, yeah, they they had plenty of opportunities because they were listen, running listen, right listen, next listen. to each other. Listen, then she moved after college. She moved back to Akron and was working in Akron, and she had just randomly just got a job down here and came down here. She had just moved down here, so she left again. So then she was out of my realm, and then she came back, and then all of a sudden we meet each other on a swipe right, and that's the love of my life. The first time we met. The first day we met, I took her to a comedy show. I took her to your comedy show, sir. 
Shrunk and Head. Right there at the Shrunk and Head open mic. Yes, Hell I took her to yeah. that show. Hell yeah, I didn't we know that. We had tacos from the taco cart right next door. I, I remember meeting her at that show. Yeah. I didn't know that that was your that was our first, first date. date. Hell that yeah. was at your show, sir. So we we we, we well, actually, you're welcome. So we met at Brothers in the uh, for like happy hour. Then we went down to Shrunken Head for comedy night. We went and got tacos next door. I kissed her. We sat in the front row by the corner. I kissed her that night. And she was like, wow, you forward. And I was like, you, I gotta be, boo. You like you special. And we saw each other for the next four days straight. Every day. And that was off of technology. It didn't, it just brought us, it just, it didn't, it didn't even try to match us. It just did it on location. Further right. than that, uh, your friends. Do you see what I'm saying? Like it brought us, what are you talking about, friends? Your friends. You didn't, you didn't hear it. It's funny because we had that topic we're going to talk about for how friends in your life, you have to pick them and how you, everybody has different kind of friends and friends come into your life sometimes for different choices and different reasons. Right. And you said Loper. And then we're talking about, hey, why don't you try this? <laughs> this app me and Nick before we even uh, before y'all even showed up we were talking about how life is, it says in the Bible that it was written and we're just actually playing it out in a physical form and dude those small little conversations that if you didn't have that conversation right. if they didn't with tell me about that crazy man yeah I wouldn't have had you, you might have still been walking around in the same neighborhood not meeting and not living your life the way also, you're supposed to be right here's now here's another thing I'm a comedian if I hadn't have been a comedian, we wouldn't be together either. Yeah. Because we started dating, and then, so Tia, like, so Kyler, Kyler's 16. He just turned 16. Shout out to Kyler. You better not be listening to this. Um, What's up, Kyler? Is there a parental advisory on the podcast? <laughs> I think it, it should be. Um, but, so Kyler is 16. So, like, during that time, Kyler was, like, uh, maybe 10 or 11, and... He would go down to Virginia Beach with his granddad every summer. So Tia would just hang out during the summer. So we started dating at the beginning of summer. At the end of summer, Tia is about to cut me off and go back to just being a full-time mom. Like she just she wasn't dating to meet nobody like for a long-term relationship. She just wanted to hang out, yeah. go to dinner, find a friend. So if it, she said that she was going to go to a comedy show with me at the end of the summer. Now she came back not one to hang out with me, one to completely cut me off. But because she said that she would go to this show with me at fucking uh what's uh Nick uh Nicky Winkleman show? Where's that at? Up Shadow Box. Shadowbox. So it's Shadowbox. Yeah. So we were at Shadowbox with a show I was on there. The only reason why she went out with me is because she said that she gave me her word that she would go out with me and she didn't she just she wanted to be nice. Because yeah. that's how a person is. But she didn't want to have anything else to do with me. Oh, she wasn't man. supposed to we weren't supposed to talk to each other anymore. This last chance kind of shit. Right. I didn't know that. I'm thinking like, oh, she was out of town. She's back. We about to just have a nice evening and just relax. I don't know. This is supposed to be my last night talking to her. She's about to delete my delete me from life. Oh, so you didn't know any of this at the time? No. I know this fair, after the fact. Actually. Right. <laughs> that night, that night at that comedy show, I saw Tia fall in love with me. I saw her fall. She was like, I didn't. She was like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, I saw it change. I saw the change in her eyes when I just went show? from a guy that she was just dating to a guy that she's in love with. Like she, like I saw, I saw it change. And it was, I forget the show. It was a showcase. I was on it. It might've been, it might've been a night of a contest. It might've been right. like a contest, like to open for somebody in the big room. Yeah. Um, but it was a great show. I had, I think, uh, I can't remember. I think Laura Saunders might've won. She might have won that night. Shout out to Laura down in New Orleans doing her thing. Very funny. Uh, her and Kamari Stevens. When they come up here, we're going to have them on the show. You need so, to. Um, but I saw her fall in love with me at that show. So you see the kind of things, the strings that had to happen. First of all, I had to be me. I had to be where I was. I had to have the friends that I had. I had to have the situations to put us in for those opportunities to take place. And this is woman is the love of my life. And I, it's incredible to me to sit there and look at the strings that it took to bring us together. And it started off an app. And it started off a technology. Now I remember, I remember doing a Valentine's Day show where the, we, we would have the, the spouses go on and do our sets and stuff. This is my way after the fact. 
It was like I would go. I went on and like my wife. I I did like you know a minute. Introduced my wife. She went and did my material. And y'all were on that show too. Yeah. Tia did your material yeah. too. I, I, I didn't realize how many people of the show yeah, that I must have been for. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think about the simple fact that like we are, like it's meant to happen. Like some of it is like it feels like it's meant to happen because how do I have this woman who is in this mind space to be with a man like me? Like how how do we get to be it, the people we are together? randomly in this fucking big huge world like how it's not that big oh yeah that's that's the thing it's not that big of a world we're just stuck in America America the world is bigger than America we're just in this isolated area and then little small cities bring everybody closer so I wanna I wanna I wanna round all that shit I just set off and just like round it off and just put this last point on it after going through all of that after doing all that to meet this woman there's no fucking way in hell I want to hear about another woman's color. <laughs> I don't want to hear about her favorite color. Like I'm not involved in that. I don't want nothing to do with it. Like I don't. I don't want to do that. Cat Did you girl. get in trouble or something? About <laughs> no. You but, really on this shit? You I, like I'm trying gonna, to drive this nail home? Like, baby, I don't want to know anybody. No, else's it's just it's, what, it's color. It's it's just you. She doesn't. That bitch better have the same favorite she color. Either. Otherwise, we don't want to have those basic I don't even conversations. To have a relationship that is this deep, that has gone this far and been this beautiful, there's no way that it's going to be a way for me to do something outside of this. Like, I just don't want to, like, I'm, I mean, I just don't want to, that the whole building of a relationship, who the fuck wants to do that? Yeah, you got in trouble. <laughs> not, I'm, not, I'm not in trouble. We can call Tia right now. Uh, you be like, baby, am I still? I will call her right now. I'm still out of trouble, right? Don't call Jay, her, man. Jay, don't call it's, right it's now. It's a joke. Jay's just expressing it's a joke. how you like, nah, I'm I'm right. I told you the story. Like, we were, important we were, we were, person in the world, too. Well, we were true. talking about the club, and I didn't want to learn people's favorite number, uh, favorite colors, or having basic conversations. And I just want to tell you, then we got to talking about technology and how, like, uh, eHarmony, and I met Tia off of Twitter, and that yeah, was Yeah, but that we were met. in my segment of friends, nigga. Uh, we had well, transitioned well, over well, into my best friend, nigga. That's like the same thing, man, about earlier. I am the dude that's fashionably late in the goddamn group, you know? You can't, it can't be two of us fashionably late all the fucking time. Bro, listen, Nothing's I, to, I told you I was hungover, bro. I was hungover. I told you that, bro. I know, but I then you, you come in here like you, did Did you listen. come in late last night? See, it's, it, the story's going to come out. It's I was like, at home I, all night last night. You got hungover at, at home, home. At home. Home game. Home game. That home game. Had some friends come that, over. That happens. Yeah, all right. It, yeah, it was a home game, bro. Okay, well, you shouldn't be. Now, what was, what was happening was it like a late Late home game. <laughs> can I just be lovey? Can't you just no, be lovey, lovey, bro? No, because it's something the I just can't love my wife, this. bro. I just can't love you, my wife, man, bro. I know why I just you can't love do your that. wife. Your wife is awesome. Exactly. And I can't and just I'm not, appreciate I'm not her. On that. Yeah, but I just, I, you just, I don't know. You like shoving that shit like down. Listen, you need we, She no, got I'm it. Just, you love her and she's your, she's your North Star in the sky. I'm going to take Jay's side on this, honestly, though. No, now I mean, you eat too, <laughs> No, Jay's, Jay's expressing his love for the most important people in the world, too. And that's something that, that the world could use a little bit more of. Yeah, but I'm responsible for this fucking segment. That's <laughs> we was talking about this. You ever had that conversation? Well, T is like, my you best friend. That's the type of friend. T is my best friend. That's the type of friend. Let's talk about other friends. Let's, let's, friends. let's talk about other friends. Let's talk about friends that only call you when they want something. Well... Hey, let me let's all, as all of the conversation we've had leading up to talking about friends. I I'm a firm believer that we are each other's angels and demons, nigga. Because I've had some friends that just come and fuck up a beautiful situation. Yeah, I can understand that. And then I've had friends that just come and just make it just like you were talking about. Hey, yeah. man, won't you <laughs> look on this app and then you find the love of your fucking life, right? Hell is Everything lines up, the stars line up for you too. because at that one night at, at the Shrunken Head, with your boy came in with that bullshit. That was a determining moment, yeah, in your fucking life because I stayed. You left, I fucking stayed, and I almost got sucked into that. I did get sucked into that bullshit. It just so happened that I have angels walking around me that aren't my friends, that aren't in this physical place. And that dude, that dude ended up punching the host that was talking shit to me about some shit. How ironic is that? Yeah, bro. That's a, yeah, yeah. It's just crazy. But then I, I did take, I did take Helen's mouth afterwards because she looked at me like I was the one starting some well, shit. I, I, was, I can tell you specifically, I had a time where I didn't listen to a friend and got into some shit. Like yeah. I didn't, 
Like, and I definitely paid for it. Like, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, sometimes it's you. It's your subconscious. Hey, there's been plenty of times that I took my mama's car and my dad's car, and I, I, I something told me, man, you might need to stay home tonight. Now I'm fucked up and wrecked the goddamn van, so now I got to pull some slick-ass shit and bust his steering collar, make it look like shit stolen, you know what I'm saying? And then by the grace of God, I get my ass home 45 seconds before the fucking phone rings, and my mom comes in my room to look out the window to see that the van's gone, and I'm sitting there soaking wet, nigga. I'm talking about I had just slipped my clothes off and laid in the bed. My heart was still beating hard. And my mom was like, baby, somebody stole the van. I'm like, what? <laughs> nigga, I am what? dripping sweat. What? <laughs> But I, that was where the actor came out of me because I knew I set her up for some shit that wasn't going to lead back to me. But then I did it again, and I snuck out, and then I got caught by the police in Hamilton. What was it? Not Hamilton Park, but it was out where SMU was. I know y'all don't know because this is we not everybody else is from Ohio in here. Yeah, and then that shit came back to me, and I caught full brunt of both fuck-ups. Yeah, yeah so here's the thing like I feel about like, being friends. Like, we're friends. You're my friend. Like, if you say, like, hey, I think we should be out, I'm going to leave. Like, it's just one of those things. Like, it's just, like, I trust you. Like, you might get the feeling, like, hey, yo, what's real? Let's go somewhere yeah, else. I'm with you. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I see them, like, I can trust your movements. But that's because, like, I know what kind of friend you are. You're the kind of friend who's going to make sure that I'm, you're going to keep me from danger and not bring me to it. That, like, that's the type of friend. Once, you also, yeah. you also shoot straight to- when I'm fucking, like, you, when I, like, you <laughs> shoot straight. <laughs> You don't, and you don't play favorites. I ain't got a lot to you, no. I'm <laughs> yeah, going to tell you the truth yeah, yeah. because I don't want you walking around with some false sense of security because I told you some bullshit. Yeah, that's the kind of friend the friend's going to tell you the truth. That's the type of friend. Once yeah. you can trust somebody's senses, once you can trust that somebody's going to tell you honestly what they see, then you just have a second set of eyes, a second set of ears. People who are out there, you know, they can be looking in different directions than you're looking and see things that you're not seeing. Right. You guys can share information back and forth. That's the whole point of uh, communication. That's, a good, that's, that's another thing, thing about having a, have another thing about having a wife. That's a whole different set of person, mm-hmm. a set of like mental to run the problem through. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you do you have a person that also has some responsibility in your life because oh, yeah. it's y'all's life. It's not you when you have a spouse. It's y'all. When but y'all, yeah, you, when you broke. But that's why you she pick broke. Y'all that you broke. can't trust that you can trust. That's like so. I, I have a situation where like I know in my relation in, in my relationship I had the last call. So whatever decision, I had the last call. So whatever my call is, that's what we go with. But me being in a, in a relationship with a woman who was more than capable of making sound decisions, I need to hear her out and to hear it from her perspective and her thoughts on it. Now, yeah. I might go a different direction anyway, but I'm going to acknowledge her opinion. I'm yeah, going to hear her gonna, voice. Yeah, yeah it's, I'm gonna, it's, it's a plausible opinion. Right. I'm going to weigh it. It's going to be a part of my decision. Yeah, when I said broke, I don't mean just monetarily. I mean, a relationship can be broke and ain't got shit to do with money. Yeah, definitely. I feel like money money can complicate a relationship. I feel like you don't, it, you can the have lack, problems outside the of The lack of money or motherfucker abusing the money that is there thinking it's an endless supply. I mean, money is a tool or, like a hammer. You can build something with it or you can tear it down. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I was talking to you, like, so we were looking at like mansions and stuff like that, and I'm like, my life wouldn't get better. My quality of life wouldn't get better because I had more stuff. I would have more stuff, but it's the people in my life who make my life like beautiful. Stuff doesn't, man. If I, I learned this as a young man because uh, I made stupid ass mistakes, the more stuff that you own. It begins to own you because I had a house full of shit. I had two story apartment, nigga. I had the great shit, but every time I had to move, that shit had to either go go to the storage or I had to move all of that shit. Listen, man, you ever had you ever had a pocket full of money and still felt broke? On the inside, yeah, spiritually, because money don't fix your problems unless your problems are financial issues. Now, if that's the only issue you have in life, then yeah, you you great. You get you a little money, bro. You are gonna be straight. But see, money goes to your head. You gotta use money. If if just because you have like, if I gave my son a million dollars, he'd be broke by the end of fucking February. Yeah, because he would take the money and he would go buy shit that don't mean nothing. He wouldn't take the money and make it work for him. He wouldn't set some money to the side to where it incurs some kind of, you know. 
extra you gotta money. You got to know how to have money. You got to have yeah, you, you know have how to, to have know. money. You can't just be giving money. Um so well, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up with Nick. Me and you gonna chop it up for a hey, little bit. Hey, you just gonna f- cut off my goddamn session? No, we was going we're in. Gonna, we're gonna continue this, but Nick's gotta go. That's me, I gotta get out of here. He's too. gotta go. Oh I well, I didn't see that. I wasn't trying to be rude. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't being rude. All right, my bad. No, I love y'all. Thank you for coming on. I'm sorry. Yeah, I cut we'll it off like today? this. No, was it because I was late? Yeah, because I told you. My bad, bro. I was late. I'm sorry, bro. My bad. I got my maintenance shirt on. All right, so much. And I appreciate you coming by, Nick. Uh, just that that's debatable coming up on uh, February the 18th, is the next one with the standard comedy show in front of it. Uh, both of them are great shows. Both of them are free. Uh, come on out and see them. Okay, Let, let's run back about the schedule. Shrunken Head is on Monday. Monday night. Monday night. Sign, sign up, up at, at 8, 8 o'clock. o'clock. Uh, show starts at 9, goes till about midnight. That is one of the best comedy shows in the city. Yes, you need it to get is. there. If, best like, open listen, mic in the like, world. Get yes, there early they, to sign up because there will be 50 comics on the list. But don't just come sign up. Like, come watch. Come watch and participate. It is one of the best rooms. You're going to hear comics ranging from all kinds of places. And this show has been a staple in the Columbus comedy community. Community and is one of the it's one of the the bastions of terrific funny. Is that around the here. second longest running mic? Yes, uh, Sean Somerville is the Somerville's only Somerville's? one who's been running one yeah. longer. Yeah. All right. Uh, so where can people find you? At? You can find me on uh, Facebook at Nick Glasser. You can find me on uh, Instagram. Uh, I'm sure I'm on Twitter sometimes. Uh, uh, find the actual bulls. Find them on YouTube. There's a lot of stuff you can watch up there. Uh, listen to New Metal Who Dis. That's available anywhere that you get your podcasts. We're up on uh, iTunes now. Okay. It's the Meadows. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for coming by, bro. I, I will definitely have you back on the show again, but I definitely uh, appreciate chopping it up with this. Yeah, we next time you come, bring bread. I will. I, bring, I, I, bring I, bread. I wish I had done it this time. I will bring some the next time for sure. All right. Definitely. Well, thank you. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and move into this word from our sponsors. Sure. Pay me my money. <laughs> Well, I'm sure my people will be in cash. Yeah, that's what I said to my sponsors. Because today's sponsors uh, for the show is Coax Media uh, for your photography and uh, media needs. Podcast, they do all of that. Photography, corporate, weddings, videos. I mean, audio, they do everything. About to start making beats. Yeah, beat makers. Beat makers. <laughs> That'll be uh, Coke's Coke's Beats. It's a Coke on the track, bitch. Listen, I'll be okay. Listen, I don't. I don't think I want my son to be a rapper, bro. Man, you don't have any. A DJ. You don't control. I want. I want. I want a DJ. Can I get a DJ? Well, let me tell you something about who spins for real. The best thing for you to do uh, is kind of like comedy. Lower your expectations, <laughs> love your child, and nurture your child as much as you can and try to just push them to be successful at no matter what the fuck they want to do with their lives. That's fair. We were watching that uh, Aaron Hernandez special. A lot of people have been talking to me about it, and I watched I watched the one that came on uh, TV, and then I watched the one that was on Netflix, and I watched the ones that came out before during the trial and shit, and... Hey, man, we put a lot of pressure on our fucking kids to be us, you know, and sometimes you just, they're not us. You think, I'm not you a DJ. think, huh? I'm not a DJ. I know you're not a DJ, but, but you just, just like, saying. I don't want my son to be, quit wanting your son to saying, be certain I, things because you have no idea. Kids I, I come can, on, can, they come want, out of I the womb. That? Jay, if you've seen your son come out the womb, they come out with a fucking agenda. Some babies will sit there and just look around for a minute. Some babies come out starting shit immediately. Hey, Zay 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 locked on. You see what I'm saying? You saw Zay Zay when he was born, bro. You saw him when you held him when you came to the hospital. He looked serious. I know his dad and I know his mom. And so you just need to nurture him, Love him and just try to teach him the morals of how to be a good person. I'm just saying, I can be selfish and just say I want a DJ, bro. You you can want a DJ, and if you if that's the way you want to push your son, it's easy ways. I'm not gonna if push he, him to be a DJ. Lo- I'm just hoping like it naturally, naturally. He's it like ain't no fucking he, naturally. naturally. Get some just, DJ he, he equipment hits, at the crib. He just hits the ones and twos like, yo, dad, I want to mix this. I want to mix this track. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. And then he comes in and just like. But I want like a real DJ, not like somebody who just hits play. I want somebody who can like scratch and mix. Well, that's the thing. You need to put him in that type of environment because he's a sponge right now. He'll pick that shit up 
man, quicker than a, an adult would because that's all they do. They just look at shit and they mimic it. So if you want him to be a DJ, get that fucking uh, equipment we were talking about. I want him to about. be whatever he wants. I want him to be whatever he wants. I do. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, as far as music, if you're going to do... Well, good people do good things. It's about good words, good deeds, and something else. Something else. It's, I mean, you gotta can, be good, I mean, motherfucker. That's I, I, mean, I, a, I just don't know how. I had a Bush moment. I, just, I don't know how I feel if my son just walked up to me and was like, "Hey, Dad, check out my mixtape." I feel like I might tell him to get the fuck out. Like, I just that's what it is. Yeah, well, good <laughs> thoughts, good words, and good deeds. The fuck right. out of my house. That's the high moment. All right, I got it back. Yeah, man. Hey, don't stress yourself, dude. You gonna, I, I, listen. I listen. see a few gray hairs popping out. And I'm gonna tell you right now, you control I, I, my no. gray hairs aren't from stress. I think they're Dad's just from job living. Ain't to try to, <laughs> to make your kid be a DJ. I'm, not or trying, I'm, just, like, you I'm just being. You know funny. what your job is? I'm just being your funny. job is to be there, and when your mama say, <laughs> when they mama say, uh, I'm gonna tell your daddy, you just gotta look mean at him and pay the fucking bill. That's it. <laughs> Look mean at them, kick them in the ass every now and again. You know your mama right. And, and just have her back. And, dog, that's it. I think, like. Expectations of children because my son was one of, dude, my son ain't even that big, but he had that fire. He was one of the greatest outside linebackers I've seen, dog. If he actually took the time to fucking focus on that shit, he would have been magnificent, dude, because he had no training. He played the flag football, and then he did the little fucking ninth grade playing on the varsity shit. And, the little nigga was spunky, man. But see, just because that's the route I took, and then once I got to where I needed, I thought I, I fucked that off. So you know, it's not a. It's just a ride. It's a journey. It's called a roller coaster of parenthood. I ought to write a book called that. Roller the roller coaster. Of roller coaster of parenthood. Uh, uh, kids, yeah, yeah. You gonna put your hands out? Look at that shit. No, baby, we need some chips and dip. No lock doors. No lock doors. No lock doors. No, yeah, man, that's no, that's all, no, Jay. No, that's the only. No, that's the only no, advice Leroy, I have. I'm bilingual. There's kids. a difference. Love your kids, man, and teach them. Because everybody, I, I I don't watch a lot of news, but every time I click through the news, I see some some motherfuckers that didn't nurture and love their kids. See, that's my kids' problem. See, I I should have I should have whooped them more. <laughs> my mama told me she should have whooped them up because I let them get away with so much shit that now they think that they just can get away with it and daddy's gonna pay or gonna come up and talk to the principal I'm gonna go talk to the sheriff and get you you know come on man it comes a time where you gotta be responsible for yourself that's true and especially to be a man you have to walk through that fire and the fire is all the bullshit you put yourself in you gotta right. be able to stand up and look at yourself and say you know what this ain't what I want and you walk out of the fire Right, but you have to be willing to stand the fuck up. Yeah, because you can sit in the fire for your whole life. Oh, they're actual chips. Chips yeah. really showed up. Yeah. Shout out to Karen, snack queen. Snack moms. And there's dip and there's white cheddar popcorn. Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you also by Karen. <laughs> it needs terrific snacks. I, I apologize for the crunchiness in your ear, but this has to happen right now. Um yeah, I told her the chips and dip was probably the worst snack food for a podcast, so, but so, they are delicious. I will say that delicious. Okay, so now we're good. We're gonna work it out. Now the snacks have arrived. Let's talk about something. Um, Let's pay a couple bills real quick. All right, go ahead. Coke's Media for all your entertainment needs: photos, videos. Digitized photo. Uh, uh, what else you doing, Joe? Coach Media. Rap music. Your, your kid can do some rap music. We got some beats. We're going to put them on. I know Snoop. Yeah, yeah. Snoop said don't call him no more, but still, you know, he don't change the number. How about 4G contractors, man? Just in case you got anything in your house that's messed up that looks like it's electric, man, and you don't want to touch it because you heard how shit might burn down on a mug, and you've seen all them shows and in the news, people just leave out for work and come home, shit burned down. Call us, man. We'll come over there and fix it, check it out for you. Look up 4G contractors, LLC, baby, 2020. We're doing this. Big things moving around the streets. Are we really really recording? Yeah, we've been recording the whole time. We've been recording. Yeah. That's good, man. I'm glad that you caught that. 
Because I was just about to eat one of these big-ass Scoops chips, but then the bag disappeared on me. It's a bunch of Doritos, nacho cheese. All right, let's talk about... Sorry, I've been, been rude. Um, the Matrix 4. There's supposed to be a, a Matrix 4. Man, I'm not going to be like Jay and eat them chips while I'm talking to these people, man. I'm disrespectful. I, I know I'm, y'all I'm can't see, but they're handing me all kinds of delectable snacks. I like, if you it. walk through your friendly Kroger aisle and you saw all the snacks and chips and shit, they're, they're all in here and they're trying to hand them to me. But I'm There not, are a I'm lot of snacks in here. There are a lot oh, of snacks man, in this that room. that popcorn this way. That shit's going to fall and hit you in the head, man. I'd rather it fall over here. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the show. It's been a pleasure having you. But let's get into the fucking Matrix Four. There's okay, a, the Matrix Four is supposed to be coming out. Do they even have a concept of what they're doing yet? Well, it's gonna be some Matrixy shit. I'm just thinking about all the things that, like, I would like to see in the fourth Matrix, like things that that will make me entertained with it. I want to come from underground. If we could do some Matrix back up on top. In the Matrix, and I'm cool with it. But if we're going to be underground again and they digging all kinds of tunnels and flying ships and shit, I don't know, man. Like, it's supposed to be a truce. When we last left the last episode, it was a truce. Well, that's and what the, I'm the, saying. the white lady, the, the, the black lady and the white guy were sitting on the, uh, the park bench talking about um, how long can it last, as long as it does. So, yeah, we, should, we definitely got to see some, like, above ground, like... I need to see some Neil running around in the office building again before. Like, man, I wish I would have took the other pill. I don't, but then it won't be the movie. Yeah, I like the first Matrix. Hey, the you first know what I was Matrix? thinking about? Like, if you had that kind of technology, if you had the robots actually working with the humans, they could get off of Earth. Easily, because they're already floating around. Yeah, they could get off of Earth, that propulsion system or whatever it is. They could use that in space. Well, that's why uh, there's a lot of people trying to uh, turn into the Terminators, man. I'm waiting on some robot knees. When they give me them new robot knees, dog, I'm going to be sprinting around everywhere. I ain't even going to need a car. Gas mileage? I don't even do gas mileage, man. I got the new robot knees. Stevie J know what I'm talking about. He going to get him some. Hey, Will Smith did kind of make that metal arm look cool. Yeah. Like having, like having a metal arm, like. But I don't know why he didn't have be the two left metal one, arms. Can't be the right one. I need yeah. the right one. <laughs> I ain't going to say shit. I'm just going to keep it moving. Wait, <laughs> that was too easy, Jay. Yeah, I'm going to get two robot knees, man, and that's it, man. Maybe a robot back. I don't know. I don't know. But the robot biceps is feeling really, really nice because uh, summer's coming up in about four months. You want to see like a... Uh robot biceps to just inflate like during summertime and then whenever wintertime comes back I can deflate them because I don't need to be flexing on nobody in the wintertime because I got a jacket on I want to fit into my jacket like automatic they would just rise automatically like yeah I would think it and then they would just shrink they'd be like if if I ever get in, in a predicament with somebody trying to take advantage of me I'd just be like robot arms inflate and then my arms will swell up and they'd be like oh I'm sorry my dude I ain't even gonna mess with you I didn't even see those robot arms you had man I've seen the damage they could inflict and then I wouldn't even ever have to do nothing man you know what I'm excited about I just inflate on the dude you know what I'm excited about what you excited about hearing you listen to that when we play this podcast like <laughs> that, that whole line of sentence that whole sentence you just said every, that whole idea about robot arms like inflating muscles and stuff like that I have thought this yeah, out yeah, thoroughly I, yeah, my dude yeah, I, this ain't I no see. bullshit I've been watching oh, so science you, channel and shit <laughs> they have chair you know how they have the little man people that are paraplegic and stuff they're about to get them up out that chair my dude they have little robot skeletons and shit That's I ain't bullshit the, the uh, military's so for the soldiers to be able to carry more weight mm-hmm. and to make them more uh, yep. battle efficient. Exactly. But see, I didn't see any armor. So if you just got a little robot skeleton, why don't you put some armor on that so somebody ain't got to get shot trying to carry some shit into battle? I didn't see that part, but you know. We could stop building shit to fight. We could. If everybody would just be like, all right, man, look. <laughs> we was on some bullshit. We nah. good now, though. We good now. China, yeah, we good. Well, You sure, China? If the Vatican would open up the fucking library and let people actually read what's in there, we might all just form under one unity and just go on and understand that, hey, man, we are a race. We need to stick together. You You don't see flies fucking around with each other, always fighting each other. They just go in and get to whatever they're getting, and then they dip. You know what library I wish I could have walked through and understood? I think it's the Library of Alexandria. Uh, Yeah, it burnt down. (laughs) 
They burn it down. So well, they said lightning hit it. It was an act of God because there was too much knowledge in there. Uh, that They said that the world lost a lot of its knowledge that day. Yeah. Well, Genghis Khan, when he would take over, he would burn everything. So your whole existence would no longer be traceable. So there's a lot of information out there that we have no ideas even out there. And if it is out there, they hiding it or it's sitting under some sand and ain't nobody found it because they nobody say there was some treasure in there. <laughs> if they said it was some rubies or some gold in that tomb of knowledge, man, we would have been found that shit. When you look at like the, the pyramids and they talk about like some people think like aliens did it. It's like, nah, niggas just forgot how to do it. They just don't know how to do it. It's that, there's been civilizations way before ours living on this planet, man. I mean, it's not hard. The Chinese have the longest recorded history, and it's like 3,000-something years. So this planet's been around for billions of years, dude. Yeah. Like super advanced people. Some uh, They say we're from Mars. I watched a lot of stuff. Man, this is for another time, though, man. You done got in all my subjects start talking about ancient aliens and shit. You know how I feel about that What happened shit, to the Mayans, bro? Are you trying to... Don't start. What happened to the Mayans, bro? Are you trying bro? to make up for cutting off my other segment by hitting me with some ancient aliens? Because this shit is working. <laughs> what happened to the Mayans, bro? Man, who knows, man? They just got tired of cutting people up. And I don't know. Who knows? They said that they just migrated away, but... Maybe the aliens came back and got them. You've heard of the Bureau, supposed to be the other planet in the solar system that has a little oval and only passes by Earth every 3,600 3, years. You ain't see that shit? Man. No, I ain't see that shit. It's some magnificent shit out here, man. You just got to open up your eyes and watch the right channels, man. Did you see Apocalypto? I did see, I did see Apocalypto. And hey, man. When that monkey fell down there, I was like, man, she better get that monkey quick. Because them little monkeys will tear your ass up. They look yeah. all cute and shit on TV, but they will bite your ass, yeah. scratch your ass. Fuck that. I wouldn't have been in that hole with my baby and the goddamn monkey. No, no. That sounds like a bad situation. Yeah, that was that was a good movie, man. What if, what if they dropped panda bears down there? They just dropped panties. Well, like they, they didn't put drop you in the hole. Anything. Just, the monkeys was beefing around the hole, and one monkey was like, You know what? I'm going to throw your ass in this hole if you don't pay me my damn bananas. And that fool didn't have that banana money, so you guys just asked to go into the hole. You He's go. like, You know, there's a pregnant chick with a baby down there. She got one of them little rocks, them little shards of rock. They're going to bust your head. He's like, I ain't got it. Give me another week. Nah, no, no, nah, no. Yeah. Today. I told you. You go in the hole. Well, the worst shit was when she started raining. She was like, oh, not today. <laughs> On top of all of this shit, I got past the monkey. My son, I had to use the little ants to the little. So that, up we're, his we're little talking movie. about uh, the movie Apocalypto. Um, it is based upon like the Mayan, like civilization, civilization, like the way they lived. And it's a, uh, it's brutal. I think, uh, didn't, didn't, uh, Mel, uh, Mel Gibson direct Gibson that movie? Directed yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah, that movie was crazy. Before he went crazy, I think. I think that was right before he. I went think it, it might have been. It might have been what drove him crazy. Being in the jungle, man, a lot of mosquitoes. Yeah, and he he just flipped out. He was like, "I could say that shit in the Amazon. <laughs> I could say nigger, and nobody said shit." I wonder where they filmed it at. It was in the fucking jungle. I don't know. We can Google this shit, but I mean, man, we ain't got enough time to be googling all that. Yeah, I don't even want to Google that. But Apocalypto. Apocalypto was a great movie. What's the last good movie you've seen? Last good movie? Oh, no. I saw. I just saw Bad Times at the El Monterey. Yeah. How did you like it? Fuck, that movie was fun. That was a good movie, bro. I enjoyed that movie. Is that the one with the big wrestler in it? And, uh... Nah, it's got... About the hotel? It's about the hotel... Um, for gangsters, mm. am I thinking about the same movie? Or are we talking about some different stuff. So it's got it's got the dude in it, uh, the dude about so like the dude like Lebowski. Yeah. yeah, it's got Lebowski in it. So he's <laughs> one of the main characters, but he's a priest in that movie. 
<laughs> when you get comfortable enough to not even call uh, a person by their actual name, you just call them by whatever movie reference you want. This but you knew what I was talking about. You knew who I mean. You knew what I'm Jack Bridges. That's communication. It works. If if, if if I say something to you and you understand what I said to you, no matter how I said it to you, it worked as a function of language. <laughs> he was like, you know, the dude abide guy. <laughs> Nigga, you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, we text the money Lebowski. Takes the money. Hey, man, let's get some snacks, man. Let's go on and send them out with some jazzy tunes, man. You know what I want to hear? What do you want to hear? What you got on the board? Uh, you know what? I got the usual suspects on the board. I just enjoy watching Stevie J eat some chips real quietly. That is, I don't know how he's doing it. He's being real, real efficient because chips is dipping. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you for everybody who listens to the show. Uh, this has been an episode of The Pod Row. I'm Jay Coax. I'm Gilly the Kid. Listen, man, thank you for listening. Please like and share. If you think there's something we should be funny out, reach out to us at the, the Pod Row at uh, gmail.com. Email us. Uh, Catch us on Spotify every Tuesday. Every Tuesday at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Spotify, you can catch us the pod roll with Jay Cox and Gilly. All right, ladies and gentlemen. See you next week. Peace. And lose and sleep on the way my world used to be But I'm still here Shed blood, shed tears Never let them see me sweat Never let my crown tilt Dedicate my shows to them Every stage I ever killed They saying I'm underrated I say I ain't missed the bill I look at my situation You don't know how I feel Holding on to people that's gone